This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced in the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. When I was brainstorming ideas for a column that would run on Earth Day this year, I hit on the concept of supporting community-supported agriculture. And of course, this isn't a new idea. This notion is decades old that you can essentially become a shareholder in a small farm and receive for your upfront payment that supports farmers early in the season when they need it, a payout in vegetables. A box of fresh vegetables every week for the duration of the harvest is the return on your investment. And a number of local farms have been offering this model, again, for decades. And of course, to my mind, this would have new appeal to people who are still practicing social distancing measures, essentially wanting food delivered directly to their doorstep, which there are some CSAs that do do home delivery, while some have a centralized location where shareholders come and pick up their boxes. But little did I know in sort of brainstorming this concept, when I would talk to local farmers who offered CSAs, including a new CSA at Wandering Roots Farm in Gold Hill, the demand for this had already outpaced even what I expected. Fry Family Farm in Medford, who's a longtime operator of a CSA, said it was nuts. Susie Fry said she signed up as many people in one week as they typically had all year, doubling the capacity of their CSA. She had to cut off subscriptions because she simply could not fill all the orders. It became more of a story in my mind, more of that contrast between large-scale industrial agriculture that's struggling without some of its traditional customers, namely schools and institutions, and the more sustainable local model that supports your friends and neighbors, and particularly when it comes to farmers this time of year when they need it most. There are many benefits to a CSA, but of course there are some compromises that as consumers accustomed to having whatever we want whenever we want it, we may have to make. One of those is eating strictly what's in season, what the farm has ready to harvest when it is ready to harvest it. And of course the first CSA boxes in late spring, early summer can be a little skimpy at times, just depending on what kind of start the farmers had to the growing season. There's typically salad greens, there's maybe some radishes, there's herbs and things. And of course, one of the things that we can all look forward to is the year's first fresh asparagus. Some of the things to look forward to in a CSA box right off the bat if you subscribe to one. And it was one of the things cited in a sample box by Wandering Roots Farm, who's looking to sign up potentially 50 new shareholders. There's information about how to do that if you're interested in my latest column in the Mail Tribune food section that was published April 22nd under the headline Fresh from the Farm. I shared some recipes with that column, some recipes for spring produce, asparagus being one, with fennel 
another very common springtime vegetable roasted on a sheet pan with some chicken. That's a great recipe. I also provided a recipe for snap pea salad. Snap peas being another item that comes on fairly early in the season. But I wanted to share one of my all-time favorite recipes. It really bridges the season like almost no other recipe that I've prepared. And it's why I keep preparing it over the years and why I have used it in several capacities as a volunteer cooking instructor in Access's cooking skills education program. I get so many raves about this recipe. It's one I adapted from Sunset Magazine, and it's been almost 15 years ago, for best ever Chinese chicken salad. And it really is the best ever. Again, I I get this confirmation all the time from people in cooking classes and people who try this recipe. It was first posted to my blog April 27th, 2009, more than a decade ago. And it was published under the premise that it uses some of the very first examples of produce that you will find at the local farmer's markets. And of course, in this context, what we're talking about, CSAs. It mainly uses cabbage as its base, but it also calls for asparagus. But that transitions effortlessly into snap peas and snow peas when those come on. It uses some of the last citrus that's fresh. We're on the tail end of the citrus season here, and just about any citrus variety can be used, although navel oranges are what the recipe originally calls for. I like to use satsumas, cuties in a pinch, tangelos are nice. I've used all those over the years. You can use canned mandarin oranges even if the citrus just doesn't seem fragrant and juicy enough in the grocer's produce section to purchase it fresh. This also calls for avocado. And of course, we're kind of right in the thick of avocado season in California. And so that's another really great way that this salad brings in items that are all kind of available right now and just make a really, really harmonious combination that I happen to love. One of the main selling points of this salad, and one of the reasons why people love it so much, is a homemade dressing. Spicy tamari ginger dressing, and again, I adapted this slightly from Sunset Magazine's recipe. I'm going to start with that. Mix up the dressing first. It does call for fresh ginger. That's essential. You need to have fresh ginger for this, or you're just not going to have that zing, that punch, sort of that X factor that this salad really has. It calls for two tablespoons rice wine vinegar, two tablespoons brown sugar, one and a half tablespoons soy sauce, one tablespoon Asian red chili sauce, such as sriracha, one and a half teaspoons peeled and grated fresh ginger, and about a quarter cup grapeseed or avocado oil. In a medium bowl, whisk together the two tablespoons rice wine vinegar, the two tablespoons brown sugar, the one and a half tablespoon soy sauce, the one tablespoon Asian red chili sauce, and the one and a half teaspoons peeled and grated fresh ginger. Then slowly drizzle in that quarter cup grapeseed or avocado oil, whisking continuously. You can also combine, if you like this, two tablespoons of one of those neutral flavored oils with two tablespoons sesame oil. Season it with salt or fish sauce if desired to taste. I like to use 
like half soy sauce in this and half fish sauce. That quantity of soy sauce was one and a half tablespoons. And that's your dressing. Set that aside for the best ever Chinese chicken salad. You might even want to double that batch because you're going to want to have it on hand even after you've dressed this salad. If you want to fry wonton strips for the salad, which is a really, really nice touch, I use the refrigerated prepared wonton wrappers that are pretty widely available in most grocers, produce sections in the that refrigerated section, your tofu and kimchi, those kinds of things. It's really easy to do. You need to plan that a little bit in advance, of course. Just heat enough oil in a skillet to give yourself an inch or two, again, neutral flavored oil that's suitable for frying, grapeseed oil, canola oil, peanut oil as well if you use that. And then you take those wonton wrappers. They already come in a nice stack. And I find that one of the stacks in the typical size package is usually plenty for this, usually have some left over. And then using a paring knife, just cut them into strips and separate the stack depending on how deep your knife can cut to just get nice, about eighth inch wide, eighth to quarter inch wide strips of those wonton skins. And when your oil is hot enough that you drop one of those in to test it and it sizzles and starts frying immediately and turns brown probably within about 30 seconds or so, it's ready to kind of fry the whole batch. You kind of have to separate these um, because they all kind of are stacked up and stuck together and sort of distribute them around the oil. Just using your fingertips, it kind of become a little bit of a tangle, which is fine. But it's helpful to use a spider that are often used with woks for lifting them up out of the oil and drain those on paper towels and just season with a little bit of salt. The quantity that you prepare, again, is totally based on personal preference. This is a nice added touch as a garnish to this best ever Chinese chicken salad. But you certainly do not have to make those. And there's packaged wonton strips in grocery stores with croutons and other salad toppings. I think can be a nice substitute without the extra work and the mess of deep frying. In a pinch, you could use some of those packaged wonton strips as well. The salad starts by blanching the asparagus, a half pound fresh asparagus that's been trimmed and cut diagonally into one inch pieces. You're also going to need two navel or mandarin oranges or tangelos. If you're using a smaller citrus variety like cuties, you'll need maybe double that quantity or an 11 ounce can of mandarin oranges that have been drained. Six cups finely shredded cabbage and you really want to get a fine shred on that by running your knife down the cut face of the cabbage is what I find is the best way or on a mandolin to just get a really, really nice fine strand. You don't want big chunks of cabbage. The heft from this salad comes from the avocado, comes from the oranges, comes from the asparagus, which you really want to highlight. You want the cabbage, although it's essential and provides great crunch, to just kind of be a backdrop, fade to the background a little bit. 
So handle it in a way that it's delicate and not giant chunks of cabbage. You can also put two cups cubed cooked chicken on this. This is a great recipe for using leftover roast chicken, which is how I've presented it in some of my classes for access and in a column for the Mail Tribune's food section that ran back in March 2018, March 21st, in the Mail Tribune's food section with a column about my smart ways with meat that I've presented in the past for access. But this recipe does not have to include meat, does not have to include chicken. Rotisserie chicken from the grocery store is another great option. It could be totally vegetarian. And with the healthy fats from the avocado, and particularly if you choose to use slivered almonds, which I do, it's plenty satisfying, I find. But the cooked cubed chicken is really delicious. It also calls for one large avocado that's been peeled, pitted, and diced. Ripe avocado, of course. Four scallions, including the green tops that have been trimmed and sliced diagonally. Cut those depending on how you prefer your scallions, whether in large chunks or finer half moons. A cup of slivered almonds that have been toasted and two tablespoons toasted sesame seeds. So in a two to three quart pan over high heat, bring about a quart of water to boil. Add that half pound's fresh asparagus that's been trimmed and cut diagonally into one inch pieces. Or if you're substituting snap peas or fresh snow peas, you can handle them the same way. Add those to the boiling water and cook until crisp tender, bright green for just a couple of minutes. You don't want to overdo this. You still want them to have some nice crunch, whether it's peas, whether it's asparagus. You know, asparagus shouldn't be overcooked and soggy. It should still retain its character. Drain, then plunge the asparagus or other vegetable into ice water to stop the cooking process. Drain it from the ice water and set aside. Cut off and discard the ends from the oranges. Following the fruit's curve, cut off the peel and outer membrane, and then slice the oranges crosswise into quarter-inch thick rounds, then cut the rounds into quarters and set aside. If you're using a smaller citrus variety, I found you can just peel and separate into sections and have those. If it's a tangelo, for example, a satsuma, or a clementine, just peel, peel the fruit, break the sections apart, and cut each one of those sections in half crosswise. In a large serving bowl, toss the six cups finely shredded cabbage with the two cups cubed cooked chicken, the blanched asparagus, and that spicy tamari ginger dressing. Pop with the avocado, the orange slices, and scallions, then garnish with the almonds and sesame seeds, and the optional wonton strips if you chose to prepare those. Can serve this family style, or I also sometimes plate this individually for everyone. The cabbage all being tossed with the dressing and then give everyone a nice portion of chicken, a nice portion of citrus, a nice portion of avocado, and some asparagus arranged almost like a composed salad rather than a tossed salad. Add more dressing to the top in addition to what the cabbage has already been tossed in. And of course, those wonton strips, if you're using on top, make a really nice garnish individual portions. The toasted slivered almonds handled the same way. And that makes six to eight servings of best ever Chinese chicken salad. And it really is the best ever. Adapted from Sunset Magazine more than a decade ago, it was posted to my blog, Archives. And those are available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com 
forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. So that was under the headline, Main Dish Salad Extends Asparagus's Appeal, posted April 27th, 2009. And you can find this post by searching asparagus as well as plenty of other recipes for this quintessential springtime vegetable. Or you can find this specific post by searching the blog archives on the right-hand side of the page under the drop-down menu, choose April 2009 by clicking on the arrow, and it should come up right at the top of the page because they're posted in reverse order, and this is on April 27th. Main dish salad extends asparagus's appeal. Of course, that's best ever Chinese chicken salad, one to enjoy with beautiful local asparagus and other produce items that bridge the seasons. Find more inspiration in my current column in the Mail Tribune food section that was published April 22nd under the headline Fresh from the Farm and more seasonally inspired recipes, of course, in my blog, The Whole Dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.